0: Hi, my name is Sierra Reddy, and I'm a sophomore in the Law and Society program here at Thomas Jefferson University.
1: I'm Nick. I'm also a sophomore in the Law and Society program here, and this is civil discourse.
0: So on this podcast, we're going to be focusing on creating a space for people who can disagree on fundamental social, political, and cultural issues, but without losing respect or civility for one another. And this is a space for productive conversation that we want to create. Um, You know, we see, like, political commentators, they don't even, like, talk anymore. They just, like, scream over each other Mm -hmm. with the little shifting boxes on the screen. Everyone's yelling. Everyone's calling each other names. It's not productive. (laughs) And it's how most conversations end up now, I think.
1: All too often, we see people from both sides of the aisle come in with the same ideas that they're going to leave with. And it doesn't matter the arguing or the facts or the figures that are brought forward. and It's just it's not productive for the people in the conversation or for the people in this country. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, we're friends. We, uh, this all started in our freshman year when we just started arguing in class one day. And it happens often because we often disagree. But that doesn't mean that at the end of the day we lose uh, any respect for each other. And we, we both know we can disagree on all these fundamental issues and discuss them and maybe they have some progress for one or the other. So this is just a time for productive conversation and moving forward in our own uh, thinking of this country and our politics.
0: Yeah, because you kind of get stuck in a rut now, especially when people on both sides dis- decide that it's okay to deny, like things that are true, or facts, (laughs) more specifically, but uh, more so, just as a reference point for our viewers, I'm a liberal, I'm a democratic socialist, so I'm going to be more left-leaning, obviously, throughout this discourse, (laughs) I guess.
1: (laughs) And uh, I would consider myself um, a conservative, at least to a certain degree. I like to think of everything pretty logically and just work through each new peace with um, the information that comes. So,
0: Yeah, so each week we're going to choose a current event to talk about and try to dissect it in whatever way like we view it from our different sides of the aisle in the political spectrum. So it'll be interesting to see um, the things that we agree on, the things we disagree on, uh, because sometimes we do agree, it's pretty crazy, but it happens. So, what are we going to talk about today?
1: So, um, I guess we'll pick out an event from, it's a couple weeks old now, but still kind of just crazy to even think about, and that's just about the, um, those pipe bombs that somehow arrived at, uh, what was it, about eight to ten people's homes or businesses?
0: I know I went to, who did it go to, Hill yeah, there were a President couple there. Obama.
1: George Clooney got one. Wow. <laughs> um, That's too one, far. <laughs> there are also ones at C- CNN and um, George Soros. So, I mean, this is just a perfect example of political views going way too far. I just.
0: I mean, well, let's start with this. This was Trump's response was that these bombs were mysterious, that they were happening here. Republicans are doing so well in early voting and at the polls, and now this bomb, quote-unquote bomb, capital B bomb, (laughs) stuff happens, and the momentum gray slows. News not talking politics. Very unfortunate what is going on. Republicans go out and vote. I mean, why would that be your response to an attempt of a violent attack on your political colleagues.
1: Yeah, I think that's just, it's a little crazy. I know for sure that I saw a ton of stuff with all the different conspiracy theories about how it was to uh, make voters think that the, to get back on the Democratic side, to say they were getting attacked by crazy Trump supporters. But um, at the end of the day, this is a big issue. Like, this is... Yeah.
0: Well, Trump's saying that, and then... I think later he said that it wasn't one of his supporters, right? Or that, um, in that story, you can't be a supporter because they're trying to help the Democratic Party, right?
1: Yeah, that's what it comes down to. So he would, I think he, here it is, he, um, he referred to it saying the media also has a responsibility to set a civil tone and stop the endless hostility and constant negative marks and oftentimes false attacks. So, I mean, this is just, a series of kind of him twisting the information at hand and doing exactly what we don't need our president to do right now in a time where people cannot even like communicate because of their political beliefs and sometimes it even escalates to the point of uh, bombs being sent to places.
0: I mean, why, why, why would your reaction be like? oh, they must have sent the bombs themselves because they wanted sympathy votes. Like, how do you get a sympathy vote in a midterm election? Yeah, I think... I don't even... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boo hoo, George Like, they aren't even (laughs) the fucking candidates. Like, (laughs) why would... I don't know. And the attacks on Soros, I'm just, like, tired of it. It's blatantly (laughs) anti-Semitic.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's just something that's always been... He's always been accused of.
0: Him, like, throwing all these things out, especially about the caravan, like, saying that people are involved with it who aren't. The,
1: yeah. Yeah. Just, they're wild accusations. And I mean, I think, right, I think a big thing to think about, especially with the pipe bomb attack, with a lot of other stuff going on, is if it had happened before 2016, in any year, this would be considered absolutely wild. Pipe bombs being sent would be like a national emergency. People would be scared. But in the world we've created in the last few years, it just, it seems routine. And I think that's a, a really big problem.
0: That really is so true. It would have been on the <laughs> top of the news cycle for days. But, and like, our president probably would have had a press conference and been like, yeah. This was very upsetting, but we intersected the packages because the intelligence community. But now the intelligence community in America means nothing because our president publicly denounces it. <laughs> so, it really is a different time. I don't. Yeah, when we were kids, if if I like, that would have been insane. Whether it
1: was George Bush, Obama, it didn't matter. There would have been even if it was just one person. It would have been a huge issue, and it would have been all over the news, and there wouldn't be any. There wouldn't be whole news agencies saying that it's a false flag. There would just be, I think it was just a time with less polarization. Yeah.
0: Oh, Uh, it wasn't George Clooney, it was Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro, that's my fault. Just as good looking though. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Maxine Waters was the one who like, caught the guy apparently, because she was like, there's a fingerprint on the package. And then they, they found it that way. Maxine Waters Waters is the um, congresswoman who, well, the senator who goes, uh, who said, reclaiming my time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, she's also like a very outspoken activist, but I don't know what the consequences of this are. I mean, there's proof that the man who sent these bombs is a Trump supporter. And that doesn't mean that he is actually doing what Trump is explicitly saying or, you know, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that he is like his, you know, someone yeah, someone could be a Christian, but i follow the Bible. Even, so. even then, <laughs> yeah. I still think
1: that's gotten the entire administration, his presidency, into hot water. And this goes back to times like where um, uh, David Duke gave his support before he even got elected and he doesn't denounce this stuff. And I, I don't think he does it in the right way. I, I just think that becomes an issue. And it allows anybody to categorize these people who are just filled with issues and hate mm-hmm. and put them in the same box as the president. And that can only be fixed when he actually goes out and says the stuff that needs to be said and pushes these people away from him and creates his own circle of some calm and sanctity of his own administration, whatever you <laughs> can find. But... Until he does that, it's just...
0: Who's letting him say this stuff, though? Like, who let him tweet that? Who was like, that's a good idea. You should do that. I I think that's
1: where the problem lies. (laughs) I mean, he doesn't... This has been talked about for two years is how there is no filter. And everybody says he he could be so much better if he just didn't tweet.
0: I just think back to when Obama wore that tan suit and no one would shut up about it. And they were like, why is he wearing a tan suit that's so unpresidential? I mean... And he tweets funny how lowly-rated CNN, he's bullying the, the news yeah. outlets. <laughs> like, we bullies Jeb Bush still, poor Jeb is crying somewhere in Texas, like... I, it's, it's like, does being presidential matter? What is being presidential matter? Yeah, that's
1: a, I mean, that's a great question, because I definitely changed, and I think, uh, I think the perception is different. I don't know. It's probably not a good thing, especially for the future of the presidency. Maybe this is like a one-time deal. Maybe we'll, like, find some roots. It's pretty
0: crazy to think about, though, because, like, FDR, all he did was go on the radio and, like, Mm. wear normal people clothes. People were like, oh my god, the people's president. He's Mm. amazing. He's so human. But he was also, like, very stoic and, you know a really good president and very very yeah. respectful and it's like the conduct of the presidency it's i think it's completely different now because people were you know this was endearing to people his honesty or his mm-hmm. his candor and lack of filter so i don't that really scares me like
1: <laughs> i think it's just i mean i think it's the unpredictability that comes with hmm. the election of somebody who wasn't in politics, to begin with, he was seventy-one or two, and decided that he was going to try something new. And you know, I just—I always think it's crazy, just with the with the Twitter, because like we have pro athletes and we have celebrities, and they all have people that run their twitters. Mm-hmm. But here it is: is the president of the United States is in his bedroom at one a.m. or six a.m. or whenever he wakes up. and He's tweeting he's just putting to, stuff out. You're right, these are all at like 2 a.m. Yeah, like, he's <laughs> like he doesn't sleep, he just... So. That's just, I... I don't know, I think it's just crazy. I don't know if it's... He was I,
0: shotgunning Diet Cokes in his room, he' <laughs> like, this is a great idea.
1: <laughs> I don't necessarily think it's a... I don't think the, uh, the Twitter itself is good or productive. I think he should, and I've always thought this, that he should definitely limit himself on what he does on there.
0: I don't think he should because I want to know how crazy he is. Because I want to, at this point.
1: <laughs> We're too deep in. Yeah, I We're mean. We're too far down the rabbit hole.
0: He uses so many commas too. If you, if you ever notice that, and exclamation points, it's like, ad comma, very sad exclamation. Like, I don't know who.
1: He just tweets our comma.
0: <laughs> it's just, it doesn't feel real like I can't follow him anymore because when I see it I'm like that can't be my the president writing like that like I wouldn't even yeah well maybe I would but who cares I'm not the president I'm a 20 year old I can do whatever I want Mm -hmm. you know so (laughs) I I think it's scary just the whole idea that truth can be whatever you want it to be now Mm -hmm. if you because if if you say enough nonsense people are they're not going to be able to tell the difference and they're not going to want to at that point because that's it's their side, it's their identity like that's our problem with our two party system it's too much of people's identity
1: yeah every like, I think I saw a poll maybe a few months back from Dartmouth University I think and it was just talking about um, people like millennials and our generation too and whether they would date outside of their own political party or even have friends outside of their political And it was these huge numbers and huge percentages were just saying that people would limit their friendships and relationships based on political party. They wouldn't even talk to people from a different uh, ideology. That's just crazy. I mean, at the end of the day, we all live here. We're all in the same country. We all, I hope, want America to succeed in some way. Um,
0: But I I think there's validity to it because if you're... I mean, does, did it account for, like, the intersection of race between, like, the students? I'm not, I'm not sure. I'll or by gender? Because that might really affect it. Because some people, um, like, will fixate on one issue. And, and you know, that is frustrating. Especially, like, if you're talking about, like, Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. You know? And someone is, like, using KKK dog whistles. And it's, like, or has a confederate flag on their car and you know you might not feel comfortable and it's that's the true. other way yeah, yeah, too yeah. you, you know the extremists on like when sides. i wear my pussy hat like mm-hmm. <laughs> a guy wearing to make america Great Again hat probably doesn't want to like be like oh hey buddy like he <laughs> probably doesn't want to talk to me which is okay but i mean i don't know why that's good
1: yes yeah, so this is um it doesn't include the extremes of both sides, whether it's um, the racism or like yeah. whatever, whatever else is there is.
0: Yeah, I guess people just don't want to be challenged or have to defend their beliefs. That's the thing I noticed a lot. I think. Yeah.
1: I, I, here, you, here you go. It says, fifteen yeah. percent of all students at Dartmouth uh, lost a friend because of a disagreement over politics. And I mean that's just.
0: Yeah, I lost. I've lost. I only lost one friend over. I don't even think it's politics. They were just saying that like trans people don't deserve rights, and I was like, "That's, yes, that's like, not even po- that's that's not a, politics. That's not politics. That's just like yeah, why somebody <laughs> not being with respect?" Yeah, but people like say that, that things like that would be considered politics. And then this is true. Yeah, don't think that is correct. Another thing this has me thinking about is what does it mean for like the media? Are we anti-media now?
1: Yeah. I think the problem, because that's what you keep hearing, I mean, he keeps, Donald Trump keeps saying that, that CNN is the enemy of the state, or the enemy of the people right now. And I think that's a problem, because we do have more reliable news sources, ones that are less biased, but a lot of people, if you're on the left, a lot of people love the CNN, I think, and a lot of people on the right look to Fox News, and that's just—it's not a place you can be in, because those two news agencies are just both uh, tilted Fox in their own favor.
0: Fox is a whole nother game. Come on, they entertain conspiracy theories on the on the daily. Like they're like, I, I don't know, know, but there's some Jews in the caravan. Just throwing it out there, I don't know that. Yeah, I, mean. I, mean, I do Like there's I some Muslims bothered. in there. There's Fox, some terrorists. At all.
1: But I do see the headlines that come out from CNN. I get them on my phone for some reason. No, 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 no. I get them too. And when I get the headlines and I see something, I wish, let me just see if I can pull a few I, I got, got a, a
0: headline, headline the other day from CNN that read President Trump says I'm not racist in new statement. <laughs> it's like, well, it's out. He's not racist. Yeah. I can't I find it. Was a but good they are. Headline?
1: Yeah, I don't have him here. But I just... I always see him, and it always refers directly to Trump's America and the fear. And it, it. I think it builds a lot on the fear of what we could become, and as if the only person to blame for it is the president. Mm-hmm. And it's just... I think it's I think it's kind of dangerous to start just laying all the blame on one person when we do have an issue between the people no, of this country.
0: I, yeah. I agree, because people voted for him. Yeah. So, obviously, there's a... Dividing people won't help, but, I mean, they're a news agency. They're trying to make money the same way as Fox is. True. I
1: mean... There's really no way to fix the news problem, I guess. It's not a problem, I f- I but... I feel like
0: there is, because... I, Trump, like, has shown a greater affinity for WikiLeaks mm-hmm. than... <laughs> like... Our intelligence community or when you look at like he loves Fox yeah that's definitely and he shouldn't really be saying that, no, I that. <laughs> you know so I think that I think media is extremely important I think that the boom of like new media that occurred when the internet came out in like right when we were born, I guess. <laughs> like when it started getting mm-hmm. popular, when everyone had a computer in their home it was more accessible. It's like new news is all these blogs, our social media, all and, that, and traditional news outlets. It's interesting because what standard do they have to be held to anymore when we have?
1: You could just go to one that fits your, like that's, yeah. I, think, I think I get what you're saying. And that like, there's hundreds there's probably thousands you can go to, you can find one online, they fit exactly whatever you think. Mm-hmm. Whereas you go to like, our parents are even older than that. And I mean, you have, I guess it was Walter Cronkite. Okay. Like, during okay. Vietnam, you had you had three major channels, and they were all giving you the same news. And it was at least kind of unbiased.
0: But that's kind of dangerous too, because then, you know there's people, you know, people would say that there's only three, so they can exactly. control what yeah. they see. Exactly, that's
1: the thing. It's like, you know, there's just like this seesaw of yeah. wanting more, but then realizing that there's a choice for everybody, and that everything is biased in some way or some other. Yeah. And you are going back to the other way.
0: Yeah, and if you think about it, a lot of people are get our news from social media. And social media, you create the news that you get. And it used to be that... Like when people listen to the radio, mm. like you had to listen to all different viewpoints. Like you yeah, couldn't choose yeah. like what you were listening to on your local radio station or, or what the current events were that people were talking about. Like you were forced to listen to um, contentious perspectives. And now you create your feed, and when you don't want to see things, you block them out, mm-hmm. and you cannot see, like you you create your own worldview.
1: Yeah, I mean even when you're not. Yeah necessarily following people like for myself example like my on Instagram is the explore page Mm -hmm. and my explore page has a lot of politics on it and there's there will be the crazy conspiracy theories that we see from the far right Mm -hmm. but then I'll also get some from the complete opposite side all on my one page but there's more of one because I might because I might follow the president or I might follow Mm -hmm. um, like the armed forces so that's where they start what the uh, algorithm starts giving and I mean that's just it's kind of frightening that for some people who don't really know much about it or care to change it they're they're just sitting there bouncing their own ideas off other people and back to themselves and making it seem like they're the only one that is correct in this country and the world
0: yeah you just reinforce your own ideas and then keep reinforcing reinforcing. everybody's
1: telling you you're right when in reality it's just you looking back at yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. And then it makes it a lot harder to convince people that they were wrong, because no one wants to be wrong. And yeah. If you have a reality in your head and that's not the way things are, like cognitive dissonance can like drive you crazy. Mm-hmm. So people will do anything to avoid it.
1: So do you see what happened to, um, just on the basis of all this media talk, do you see what happened to Jim Acosta last week?
0: The CNN guy? I did not.
1: Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he had another... Um, running with Trump after the, uh, it was the press conference after the midterm elections where Trump was taking questions from the press corps. And, uh, he got up and was asking questions and I guess he asked too many that, and Trump didn't want to hear it. So he told him to sit back down. And, uh, one of the aides at the white house was coming over to take the mic to take it to the next speaker. Mm-hmm. And Joe Acosta kind of pushed her away to ask another question. Now there's like some debate because there was a video that came out that the White House released that some say was doctored to make it look like he was like hitting her hand away, like a little bit harder. So like, I don't know where that goes, but it was like from the official White House. So I'm not sure how true that story is, but what we do know is that Jim Acosta has, he's had his um, press pass pulled and he's no longer allowed to be there for um, the different briefings and stuff. That all the other uh, news agencies would be there for. So he got it polled because he argued with Trump. And it was almost kind of... Even though it's, like, frightening to see the media and the president going back and forth how they Mm -hmm. were, it was almost comical in the video.
0: Well, CNN's suing. Is that what
1: came came of it? CNN
0: suing the White House. And this is pretty... Cool. I think uh, Fox News is going to file an amicus curie brief for them in their support. So, what does that entail exactly? I mean, well, they're going to um, basically file like because they're a reputable company, I guess, like a large corporation. That's they can vouch. They can like vouch for them, uh, kind of the same way that ACLU writes amicus Bur- mm-hmm. curie briefs to yeah. support people or against them. So, I think that's really cool. Um, I don't know if they have constitutional grounds to sue, though, but they say that um, White House access shouldn't be weaponized, and I think that's true. You can't really punish the media in that capacity. They could ask for a different representative, maybe, or say, you know, his behavior was, you know, whatever they think and, like, go through with some sort of disciplinary conversation. You can't just, like, take the whole channels.
1: <clears throat> yeah I'm not sure it was as much that's where it kind of gets it gets like a little hairy because you don't know whether it's like he did kind of not only disrespect the entire area as a mm-hmm. whole, but he was he's like kind of pushing away this aide's just trying to do her job and he's kind of like pushing her away and like Trump is asking to move to the next speaker like um Acosta did it. he got like, a few questions to ask her if he did it mm-hmm. and he was just kept pushing and pushing so I mean it's just kind of tough to Figure out where, like, I know, it's it's tough to figure out where this goes and whether it's okay or whether it's not. I mean, I've seen it defended multiple times, multiple times by the White House that he can completely um, give and take the press credentials.
0: Well, he also thinks that he can uh, give and take amendments to.
1: Well, that was a that's another lesson for him. It's going to have to have, but I think there's definitely. But I
0: think there's constitutional grounds for this suit. I think that the Fifth Amendment, I think that Jim Acosta deserved due process, or at least some sort of disciplinary Yeah, I mean, he shouldn't have.
1: Well, didn't, he didn't, they didn't uh, take the credentials away until afterwards, I mean, you could at least have the illusion that somebody talked about yeah, it. Yeah, but if, and you're, it if there's an
0: argument between two people, and I'm the president mm-hmm. and I can do whatever I want. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I shouldn't yeah. be able to just yeah. do that. There should be some sort of intermediary, like always. And the first, uh, uh, that would violate freedom of the press because then there's the question of like, who can we choose and not choose to let in?
1: Yeah, and you could shape the whole, the media as a whole if you really wanted to. Yeah,
0: like, could he let. A KKK newspaper come in. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not saying he would, but it's like, well, it's too overt for him. It's not a dog whistle, and like, that's pretty. I think that's limiting of the press.
1: Because now here's here's the one, the one thing I wonder is whether that limits CNN as a whole or just um, Jim Acosta. Like, could they send in another correspondent?
0: That's what I was saying, That's but I, was I think about. they took...
1: CNN as a whole? Um,
0: yeah, they sped up the video. and And the video was actually... Not shared by the White House at first. It was shared by an InfoWars correspondent.
1: Oh, jeez. That's really where it came out first?
0: Um, the edited video was first shared by Paul Joseph Watson, a contributor to the conspiracy theory promoting website, InfoWars. Don't go on InfoWars. None <coughs> of our listeners. That's if you just, go on InfoWars, don't listen to the show That anymore. is just what we need. <laughs> I mean, he, he was being disrespectful but he was being dif- that's the thing
1: I mean it's just maybe a warning maybe something else but maybe just like a weak suspension I don't know I like, mean again
0: why would they need to doctor the footage if he
1: He like he, he legitimately was, was being like if he was already being when I watched warned. it I was surprised cause like he was trying to shout like over obviously shout over President Trump and then this um, young woman was trying to take the take the mic from him and he's like Kind of like giving her the, like a stiff arm, holding her bay while like, he talks in it, and that's where they sped it up to make it look like he like karate chopped her hand. But like it was, I mean it was weird. And then you have the president coming back and telling him he's he's like you're a rude and horrible person. <laughs> it was.
0: Well, Trump can't really talk.
1: This he's, is true. He's I mean, been on
0: stage at rallies before and made fun of people with special needs. He's claimed that. Oh, my gosh. Remember when he was talking about that soldier who died? Yeah. And his family, and he was like, because they're a Muslim, he was like, um, the woman was crying because she was, uh, her husband was, like, being controlling over her because they're Muslim. (laughs) And she was crying because they are talking about her dead son Mm -hmm. who died in the army. And I don't... I don't know. I mean, how rude is that compared... Well, I mean, it
1: definitely takes one to know, one, I guess.
0: <laughs> I, I, I feel like I would have lost my... Honestly, it must be hard to keep your temper in that room where everyone's trying to talk at the same time. That and is a crazy Trump's room. in the room.
1: That is a crazy... I, look, I actually had to look up um, just something to compare it with. So I looked up Obama's um, same press conference after the 2010, same first, after mm. his first election. And I mean, it was a completely different completely different energy it was just him fielding a few questions here and there there were there was nobody screaming in the background it didn't have the whole room picture that just at him up on the uh, podium but i mean it was it's a different atmosphere i think a lot of things have changed
0: i think people are frustrated because you know in my opinion my my biggest problem with trump is is his disregard for the constitution because he is admittedly and repeatedly over or under... Skip the step of due process, which is pretty mm-hmm. essential. You know, um, with Joe Arpaio, with the other actions of, like, community census. for... It's it's just... it It is disheartening. <laughs> you know, what, what does the truth mean? What does... Due process mean? D- does he understand that he can't just like say things or put out an executive order that nullifies a whole amendment? Like mm, it's yeah. confusing why anyone would tell him he can do that. It's like they're telling him he can do that because there's people don't people don't actually know. Like you know, you ask them on the street like, "What's the Eleventh Amendment?" Like they're not gonna know, you know, because. No one really pays attention to the government mm-hmm. when you live in a country where you you don't have to because you have freedoms, you know? I mean, there's a lot of stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, we don't get affected daily. Yeah, Lots so people coverage, don't...
0: So people, admittedly, like, don't know mm-hmm. Absolutely. as much about, like, the way things work. And even our president doesn't know about it. And people are just like, yeah, you can do that. Like, It's fine. But... I don't know. What... Does the Constitution mean what it used
1: to? So, I think, like, I personally know a couple, like, I have a couple friends who just, like, they don't read or know anything about politics. They have no desire to. Like, I guess that's fine. You have, you can do whatever you want here. And I mean, I think at that point, what happens is you have people all over like that. They don't really know about politics. They don't know about the Constitution. They don't know about the rule of law and just how things are supposed to work. But they like the ideas. So, here you have, people that like the ideas but don't understand the process Mm. and without understanding the process you just think that uh, it can just get changed this can just happen it's simple but in reality there's huge steps that have to be taken to even get close to bring those ideas to fruition
0: yeah I I mean I think that's an issue of the times Mm. you know
1: and I mean with social media everything else for once those people don't need qualifications to prove that they know about the process and instead they just can share the idea and I think that's where you kind of get like these the blogs the extremist pages that yeah I mean extremist is like a strong but by that I just mean like people on the far right or far left that really hold their ideals above all else, but, like, don't know why. Well, there are extremes, you know, like yeah. InfoWars, like... Yeah, absolutely. All these That's gay frogs that.
0: getting in the way, you know. I don't... <laughs> I think that it's scary because... There's a check and balance for everything in our government <laughs> except for the president's right to part of people. Mm-hmm. And... Kavanaugh thinks... has switched his ideals since... He said that, um, you know, built by Clinton a lot of years ago, that President Trump, he thinks he should be able to pardon himself if he is found uh, to be involved in the collusion.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which is, I don't know, I think that's just... Can he just take all the liberal outlets away now if, if they... You know, yeah. I don't know. If that's they all get karate chop videos, so. and that's definitely
1: something that has to be protected, just for the safety of the media as a whole. Because I mean, that's you do. It starts if anything were to be able to taken from <clears throat> taken from here further. I mean, it could just get dangerous. I think.
0: I mean, Kelly and Conway said that the karate chop video wasn't altered, but it was in fact sped up. I don't know. I feel like everyone else has gone, like got <clears throat> fired already, like and got new people in all these positions. But like Kellyanne like, Conway persisted, and I'm just tired of her. She's dead, like she
1: every it be like once every like two months. She
0: makes me miss Sean Spicer. There'll
1: be like a big Kellyanne Conway quote. Yeah. It just gets thrown in.
0: Well, I don't know <laughs> if we found a solution to this problem, then we definitely established some common ground.
1: Yeah, for sure. So that is, I mean, we'll, I guess we'll wrap up our first episode here. Um, this is the Law and Society Podcast Network. Uh, I'm Nick.
0: And I'm Sierra. And thank you for listening. To Civil Discourse.